0: not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by one. Jeep is a registered trademark.
1: Hello and welcome. I'm Les Bobka and you're listening to Accidental Podcast or something like that. I hope you are well and ready for some controversial stuff. In this episode, I have a pleasure to talking to Mr. James Hatch, actually Dr. James Hatch, uh, international educator, uh, Chitoryu, Karateka, uh, fellow migrant who currently lives and works in Japan. Our conversation meant to be on the relevance of the books in training, but very quickly we drifted away and covered many, many other topics, including mental health, prostitution uh, and katabunkai and understanding plus cultural aspects of um, karate and living in Japan and um, being foreigner. foreigner. Um, I hope you're going to enjoy it. I always enjoy um, talking to Dr. James. Um, he's very friendly, very open and doesn't hold back with his opinions, which I much appreciate. Um, We are both hoping that we're going to have a flood of hate and people not happy with our views and and saying that we are um, talking lots of rubbish. Uh, It's always good to have uh, good haters in social media. So I'm aiming for at least 25% of them. Um, Thank you for your time, for listening. And without further ado... Uh, let's go into the our conversation.
0: Your club is, is your club is shut again, then too. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. All Zoom sessions, but it's not too bad, you know. People are very supportive, and they want to move as well. So,
0: okay, good
1: so yeah i mean because
0: you know because my job you know i'm a teacher and even though my students don't have learning the students i currently have don't have learning differences i do know because of being a teacher that yeah those children or young adults are really struggling with that right now yeah you know you can't take a, a child who needs extra support or you know specific support and then remove them from school and think everything's going to be okay, it's not. Mm. You know, they're, they're, they have different le- that's, they have different learning needs than the other people have. And I'm getting a bit concerned about that because my mom and dad are in Ireland so I've been watching Ireland and it's a bit of a mess too, but <sighs> yeah. Yeah, the yeah.
1: Mental health issues is
0: skyrocketing. Oh, through the roof. Mm. And i seen a really silly, I was talking to my daughter about this this morning, um, I've seen a really silly report came out here on i think it was nhk or one of the local and it was saying well you know in the last few months um there's been more suicides in japan than people who've died from covid i'm like yeah you don't think there's a relationship there as well it's like neither of those are things to talk about i mean japan already is a serious issue around mental health um and because it's not treated well and not recognized um which is a whole, we could do a whole podcast on that. Um, and then, you know, COVID on top of that. We're not into lockdown, but yeah. I mean, people are losing jobs. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a challenge. I'm talk, talk, talking to a couple of my friends in WHO, they were saying, it's not September is mm. when we can expect to get back to some sort of level of normalcy. Yeah, and, Which is not great.
1: Well, well we're Quite lucky that there's there's so many vaccinations now being tested and rolled in. So that should speed up things a little bit.
0: Well yeah, and you know, I mean the other thing is hopefully we can get them them rolled out before it mutates too. Mm. We've already got a couple of mutations, but they seem to be sort of in line with the nineteen anyway. But yeah, I mean we we got our work cut out for us as a planet. Yeah. Like we really gotta start working together. All these divisions we made, I mean, you know this coming from the communist bloc, but all these divisions we've made over the last number of centuries are we gotta put those aside. Like those days are gone. We're all mm. on the same planet now. Doesn't matter your your gender, your your color, your religion, that's great, but yeah, we gotta get our shit together. Sorry. We gotta get our shit together, you know? Yeah. Like we really do. Yeah, that's How's your I- own How's
1: your own training going? Um, I'm, I'm managing well. I'm doing a short burst of training between kids. Um, mm-hmm. activities, so glad that I've got kettlebells. I can do kettlebells. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, I've got that Thursday when we're focusing technically on karate. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. moving to the garage <laughs> and try to run it from there.
0: <laughs> and, um, I do be back here. Yeah, no, I'm doing yeah. me back here. I, I sent you Mike Clark's contact. You, I yeah, think you absolutely. and Mike would really enjoy chatting. He's a fascinating character. I'm going to send it to uh, Sue and um, Greg as well, because I think they would take a different story. Uh, mm. Yeah, fascinating character. Very well-spoken. Very interesting story. Really interesting story. But I'll let you chat with him if you have time. because
1: mm. so Yeah, that's, fascinating
0: guy. That's
1: what I have to do. You know? I have to get people who are more interesting and well-spoken than I am. So.
0: No. <laughs> no oh, way hey, brother don't don't believe that for a minute don't believe that for a minute you're doing great work i sent you last time your mm-hmm. new book i have to get that from you so i'll, I'll, I'll email you later and figure out how we can don't I, just,
1: that. I just
0: sent it to you oh did you oh you're good man can yeah. you I'll sign it for me yeah can you sign it for me lovely it looks that looks like it was a bit a bit larger than the, the first book
1: it is it's um <laughs> All my most of my articles from two thousand seven. Okay. The idea is showing progression of my language development and thinking, and uh, in few few parts I had to write down that you know uh, I made a mistake and have to correct. And uh, yeah. uh, it was interesting. So. But that's what a teacher does. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know, how I mean, one of the things I'd love—I don't know if you're recording. I mean, one of the things um, I'd love to chat to you about sometimes is how. How, because, you know, you do a lot of interview, but, and I've been thinking a lot about this. How are you using karate to make people's lives better? I mean, I kind of get what you're doing. I do, I, I do. I kind of get what you're doing, but I, I as I said last time, I couldn't do it, but, you know, how do you use karate to improve somebody's mental well-being? Like, how do you do that? I mean, that's fascinating. Uh, that's
1: kind of... um first thing karate is not unique in that way um yeah. any activities can do that um i think by creating the first most important thing for me is to create the support and supportive and non-judgmental environment yeah. so when people coming to the dojo they they feel understood and um welcome yeah so my way is to show my own vulnerabilities so you know i've got the anxiety i'm the normal guy and uh, yeah. coming join in and then I think that the karate have got that um, built-in mechanism of um, failure so <laughs> we're always failing and overcoming
0: absolutely
1: so with with the progression you learn how to cope with things you don't like you failed and we're trying to change the failure not into something which is uh, a disaster but as a learning process yeah. and when people and you know physical actually writing about it now <laughs> no, my book. It. Um, so uh, we all know that the physical activity have got benefits for mental health um, yeah. so that's there's no no question about that so just the aspect of physical stuff and having a good workout smashing pads you know that's that's yeah. releasing a lot of anger and frustration and makes frustration. People automatically better but mainly is that that progression that people see their short learning how to implement short goals. Yeah. So that's why I kept the uh, belt system. Yeah, nice. How, nice. how that failure is being changed to success and yeah. how you can set up your uh, small goals in your life as well to achieve. Yeah. I think that's in yeah. a nutshell.
0: Because one of the things we do in education, as you know, for a long time, probably because we went through similar systems was, you know, failure was first and foremost, success wasn't, right? It was, and so we've, we flipped it at my school and FAIL, F-A-I-L, stands for first attempt in learning.
1: Yeah. I like I that. Like, I like that. It's
0: great, isn't it? Mm. You know, because you know, I grew up and you grew up, I think, with this idea that leopards don't change their spots. It's all horse shit. Mm. Yes, they do you know, you're living testament, to, I'm living testament, I hope, that, yeah, the world does change, we do, we do learn from our mistakes, if we want to, yes. and as you said, you know, falling down, buggering up, okay, get up, dust yourself off, <laughs> yeah. go back to the dojo, go back to life,
1: it's a and positive like. message. And I think as well that, um, in my opinion, what's the education system now getting wrong, maybe they're waking up a bit here, um, that it cannot be everybody wins because then you've got the, you know, you praise everybody for everything and then mm-hmm. not everybody has to try. try. And then yeah. when people mm-hmm. hit the work and something wrong doesn't work and you've been fired, then you've got the crisis. You've never been exposed to that.
0: Right. That's, I mean, that's, there's definitely mileage in what you're saying. I do think, and I, I, I know what you're saying, I think. One of the more powerful things the education systems need to do now is teach students exactly what you're trying to teach them. This idea that, A, you will fail. But what do you do with that failure? Do you go, oh, shit, I did terrible on that test. I'm a total failure. Or do you sit down and say, okay, how can I plan for better success in the future? Can I revisit this? Can I show my learning in a different way? You know, maybe English isn't your first language. Or maybe it is, but you're really nervous in presentations. So maybe I'm a good writer. Maybe you're really, really good at speaking. And so you show your learning that way. This whole idea that there's one way to show what you've learned. Yeah, that's old. That's gone. Yeah. You know, like, you know, life. I mean, how many people uh, on paper, I'm supposed to be a relatively smart guy on paper. I'm useless socially. I mean, I'm, I'm like, like I'm just not. I don't pick up social clues very well, <laughs> you know. And my car breaks down. I can do basic mechanical stuff, but I don't know. You know, my wife's always getting at me for that. Why can't you know with something more practical? Yeah, good point. <laughs> right? There's so much, and yeah, there's so much. And again, we're in this together, right?
1: Yeah. I think, I- I think as well that you know, uh, coming to the different trades, um, we all have been told. At least I've been told, you know, you are intelligent if you do this test. But as we know now, we've got the seven different intelligences, yeah, whichever works for you. So, uh,
0: yeah, Gardner. Howard, I actually met him a few years, well, more about a decade ago. Har- Harold Howard Gardner, right? Seven intelligences. And it was interesting because at the point he was he was saying to me, well, you know, James, that. I'm not talking about there's seven different ways of learning. What I'm talking about is there's seven different ways to show your learning. Mm. That's where the education has got his theories wrong. They think, and I think it's what you're saying is, they think they need to teach that way. No, no, people's brains will learn a certain way and that's great. Mm. But how you allow that person to show their learning, that's what Gardner was talking about. You know, so, okay, you're good at unit tests. Okay, you do a written test. You do a presentation on, you know, Cromwell in Ireland or something. Um, You do a music. Mm. And that's what he was talking about. That ability to create variety around how we learn. And karate is the same. I mean, I think one of the liberations we have, and I know we've talked about this before, was um, there's a way to do kata. And we have different opinions, slightly different opinions on that. But it will evolve. If mm. it doesn't evolve, right, you know, there's no point in saying somebody who's got an arm and a half, do gyakazuki, okay? It's mm. it's not going to work, but it doesn't mean you can't do karate.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: You know, I like, you know, so, and I think there's a real power in karate too. Yeah, anyway, so I don't know what you want to talk about today. We A bit of everything, I suppose. That,
1: that, was, that was a great start. That was a great
0: start. <laughs> are, are you recording?
1: Yeah, are you yeah. Okay. i'm gonna edit so don't worry
0: yeah yeah no no no. It's, it's always nice to chat with you les i mean it really is and i was looking forward to it um and again so, yeah every time you you just every time i talk to you i think what you're doing is so different and so refreshing oh, and i mean yeah. that I, I really do mean that you know anyway go ahead sorry you had a question uh,
1: so I started my journey into the TikTok, which probably gonna uh, finish now because I don't understand the, the platform. I don't enjoy Me it. Me neither. Me neither. But yeah. I gave myself a challenge of 30 days with uh, my friend Matt State. I've done okay. it. I managed to gather uh, 100 followers. So I, I'm successful, in my opinion. Good. Good. Yeah. Um, I walked away from social media this,
0: over the holidays.
1: But, um, Wait for yeah, uh, I posted a thing about the book reviews and I had an interesting comment which I thought I'm gonna run through a um, couple of people uh, who are the book reviews as well. And you're writing your blog, and I thought that you'll be um have a meaningful opinion on this. Um, well, that's very kind of you. So, um, the guy said that I posted the book review and he said, I'm sorry, but the reading in all the reading in the world will not improve your Karate unless you train hard. So oh I my
0: God, Les, oh, I hate that. <laughs> so oh. I, I, okay.
1: quote, I quoted the Ninomiya-sensei saying that, you know, um, everybody works hard, we need to work smart. Uh, but he replied as well, um, I'm all for work smarter, not harder, but then can only come from hours in the Dojo notebooks. Yes, Karateka needs to understand the intent. Uh,
0: go and figure <laughs> What's your opinion on this? Where would you Oh my god Where would you like me to start? Okay Let's talk about Budo first So not karate Okay uh-huh. yeah. Sorry leslie you, you can see I'm getting up for, Okay, In Japanese There's a phrase called Bunbu Ryodo Right Bun is like Literature Bu Is Martial arts And so In, in, in Japanese Japanese Not Okinawan In Japanese Budo you are considered an animal if you only know boo, martial arts. Okay, you're literally the word in Japanese is dobutsu. You're considered an animal. Can I you're add? A, to the, yeah. can I add something
1: for this Because it just reminded me. Um, I've done my uh, stamp, uh, hmm. the Japanese stamp with akemi, and oh. because my surname name is Bupka, she said, Oh, we cannot use that in Japanese because there is no direct transition. So she um, chose yeah. for me for me. A artistic way, and I am Bubu Ka, so uh, warrior dancing professional. Yeah. Is that nice. right? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's... that, that, that was
0: the, definitely. I would use the. I would definitely use that boo boo for that. And I've got uh, her name is Akemi Sensei. Akemi. Sure, yeah, I'm sure. Like her, my Japanese is terrible. But going back to this discussion, I've seen this less. There's a whole bunch of history. So anyway, Bubu Yodo, you go back to. You can at least trace that theory back to pre-Sekigahara, so pre-1600, okay? So from time immemorial, the way of the warrior and the way of the scholar in East Asia were unified, okay? Because you couldn't have a warrior class that had no ethical basis. You couldn't have a warrior class that's supposed to lead and do farming if they didn't know how to do basic accounting. Mm-hmm. That's point one. Point two. <sighs> yeah. Point two is like, and the comment that, and I, and I, I got I gut feeling you're going to ask me this today. And I was like, oh, I hope he doesn't. Um, the comment that, you know, train harder, right? I'll try not to be.
1: Go on, be yourself. That,
0: that, was, that was done deliberately. To keep us ignorant.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so you had a couple of issues that came across, and we, again, we kind of know this. So you had people who were mm-hmm. trying to teach quite a difficult concept in in a language that they were not familiar English, French, Swahili, mm-hmm. whatever it was non Japanese, non Okinawan. And those people were exported to bring karate to the world, and thank you very much. But one of the ways, when they were asked difficult questions, is train harder it will become revealed Mm. right it was kind of this mystic buddhism stuff but the real answer the real truth les was that they didn't know what they were doing
1: Mm.
0: okay so so they didn't know what they were doing so therefore it became a way of protecting their you know their own selves you know what it's like to be an immigrant i do nobody wants to be an immigrant it's hard right um but it was a way to protect themselves from that and also to keep that sensei status you go back to itotsu who basically made karate modern karate what we have traditional what's called traditional karate i would call is modern karate and um, one of his first precepts was study hmm. so if your friend <laughs> your critical friend then Question two becomes, okay, so we have these, point one is that, Bumbari Yoro, point two, is that we have a language and we know that. And then point three would be, why then did the Chinese and the Japanese have multiple books on martial arts? As well as, as you know, you know, the French, the German, the Brits, um, Eastern Europe, had numerous books on archery, horsemanship, so if those were not meant to be read and studied, I think probably, though, what does happen, and you've seen this too, I mean, you get people who know all the philosophy and they couldn't punch the way out of a paper bag. Mm. But then I would argue you have the other type, and we've talked about this, I think, before, maybe it was with Sue and Greg, I'd have, this idea that you have people who are great fighters, the total disasters. I wrote about this in, in the article I wrote for mm. you i mean they they struggle to be you know good to themselves sometimes and end up destroying themselves or they still they struggle to be good people to the society contribute so i i would have to you know firmly disagree that i understand where they're coming from we call it in japanese kuchino sensei a sensei who just talks but actually can't mm. do shite. um but no i think for those of us who are really devoted to the way, which is a whole, do, michi, you need to do both. And there's, yeah, and I don't want to get into it because we could spend hours talking about the philosophy, but you need to do both,
1: you need yeah, to do both. I, I so. definitely agree. I think the books bring you a lot of value um, into learning, not only as in a physical aspect, but mentally developing you know, older you get the more knowledge you want to acquire. And that's um having the written word um gives you a time to think about it and you can always come back to it. Um yeah. and kind of um improves our imagination and, and translation from the uh, what we create in our heads to our bodies and movements. Well yeah. I think I think the, the, the young people now I think that's the young person I didn't check. Um, I think he was, might have uh, tried to imply that it's better to get videos and the books are outdated because it was a method of, there was no internet or videos. So that was the only way they can pass the knowledge and now it'd be easier to do the video. But in in some way I don't, I'd rather have a book with a description Mm. than watch the video yeah. If I read something, it gives me that space for my own exploration of the movement and sometimes brings yeah. better, more positive impacts to me than just seeing a video or oh, that's how it's done.
0: Yeah. Well, and again, I mean, the thing about a book, and you know this yourself, you can go back to a book and read the same passage three diff- on three different points in your life and it speaks to you completely differently.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: You know, it, it, it gives a different depth um yeah the video is a good point but video is stuck in time and place books aren't and you know mm. as our as our, our persons, you said as we get older I, the karate i do now is quite different from the karate i did when i was younger but the way i think about history or my job is quite different now than the way was. and so books have helped it helps inform it doesn't it mm. you know i love getting a book and then you're gonna hate this because i've got some of yours but i get a book and i scribble all over them mm. because i'm interacting with the text i'm, I'm pulling it apart and the other thing I think, and, and this is where we have to be mindful in karate, because it didn't happen, is if we don't write stuff down, we have nothing to disagree about. Mm. And one of the powers of the spoken word is we could at least say, we agree to disagree. And I think that's a real powerful thing to be able to do. Mm. Okay, Les, you say this, you say that. And maybe in 10 years, I come back and I say, okay, Les, you wrote that and you said that. Ah, uh, you know what? But in yeah, in 10 years, I've changed my opinion. So I do, I do, again, I do understand what the person's saying, uh, but I wouldn't, I would definitely not agree with it.
1: Mm. Nor
0: would I s- necessarily support it for somebody who, who's genuinely looking to make karate a vehicle to make their lives better. otherwise always it's, a joke. You know, we've talked about that. It's a bit of a joke really, running around in your pajamas, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, but as well, you know, it's, it's from a point of view of history. You, you cannot learn uh, as much about history from the videos than reading a book written by the person who, right. um, who walked the way, walked the walk, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I mean, okay, you want to, I mean, again, let's go back and talk about our fields, which is karate. How, um, how a person did karate in the 1800s was completely different than you and I can do it because, mm-hmm. Les, I'll speak for myself, I'm not in the same class. The people who were doing karate pre 1850 were upper class, and you couldn't touch them. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean we have books that is history books and legal documents from the time that show. You know, if if, if you broke into us, you wouldn't even break into a house of a pageant, the upper class, of a pageant. You wouldn't break into their house because it was a lose-lose situation. A, they could kill you. B, they could kill your family. Or C, everybody in the neighborhood would beat the hell out of you because that person was responsible for the neighborhood. Mm. I mean, we have this. Andreas Quas has written a number of books on that. Uh, Okinawan Samurai is the one that comes to mind. If you haven't got a great book.
1: Yeah, um,
0: yeah. But they could do stuff, you know, like people say there's no law. Now, there was no law for them. Mm. You could literally, as samurai, you know, take somebody's life and nothing would happen. You and I don't live in that world. Mm. So, so the karate that you and I would do, you know, where you you know, uh, right? Where you do this motion, you know, right? I mean, that's, you're breaking somebody's neck. Mm. And that's, you are probably the original, you can't do that today. Mm. You and I can't do it. We're going to prison. But, I, and I agree. So that's why I agree fundamentally with you. I mean, without knowing the history and I and think, okay, yeah, on the battlefield, geez, you get in real close, and you grab his helmet, and you grab his chin, and over he goes, right? You either throw him or you, or you end a fight. Okay, in 1850, that might have been acceptable. 2021, how can I make that purposeful? So, yeah, no, I agree, Les. I think, I think you have to be informed. Knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. And you know that. You know from where you came from, yeah, knowledge is power yeah so sorry
1: <laughs> that's okay that's okay uh, I think always,
0: the
1: same thing. No. always good to know you know I'm 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 lacking that um, area of the history so I only only I'm not able to do my own research I don't know the Japanese language or or, or stuff so I always admire you guys um, who've got that ability to dig deep and bring the
0: I'm low down the totem pole. I'm thinking like, you know, people like Joe Swift, Mario McKenna, Pat McCarthy. Those guys are light years ahead of me in the research. There, Uh, Andreas as well. Those are guys are really doing stuff that is not even being made available in 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 Japanese. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, you know, there's a real richness coming out of what those people are contributing to to history, to cultural studies. And of course, to Budo. Mm. Oh, and um, if you haven't read it, if you have a chance, um, Oh, what the hell is in the book? Budo Perspectives. Budo Perspectives by uh, edited by Alexander Bennett
1: mm-hmm.
0: talks exactly about what we're talking about today. It's a really ridiculously cheap book. One of the best books, if not the best book I've ever read on Budo philosophy history. Amazing stuff. You can pick it up on Amazon, I think, for about nine quid. Very nine quid. amazing book. Volume one. I can send
1: it to you later if you want. Yeah. Yeah. You send me a link, I just get it. Yeah. Um, I will. So, uh, how one starts research for a book, subject, karate, whatever?
0: I don't know. I haven't written any books really on karate. I've written a couple of articles on for, for me, and I think for Joe, it was just trying to figure out you see i'm going to get i'm going to say something now that's going to get both of us in trouble okay <laughs> i love so, I, lo-
1: I love a good hater on the long,
0: online there. i've on it <laughs> all right well i'm right currently <laughs> writing an article which i'll put on my blog within the next fortnight and i call it the great karate swindle
1: mm-hmm.
0: and in there i i i'm arguing the point that the karate that we was exported to japan that was brought into the school system in Okinawa first, exported to Japan and then exported to the rest of the world, was actually PE, Mm -hmm. physical health. It was not brutal, And I can show you why I believe that. And so when we were told, and you know, I know you're younger than I am, but essentially the same generation, when we were told that karate was X, Y, and Z, self-defense and all these hidden, I can show you there is no evidence that what was coming out of Okinawa post-1904 was in any way practical to self-defense. It was about sport. Mm-hmm. The throws mm-hmm. were gone. The joint locks were gone. Every And you know, this, done it was 3K. Yeah, yeah, But a simplified 3K. There is no... But when we signed up for karate, I, I don't know about you, but when we signed up for... There was this big, big mystical thing about it. And then on the other hand, there's you'll be self-defense and there was those secret techniques... The guys, and then again, this is which one, people like Funakoshi sensei, um Mabuni sensei, um, Miyagi Chitosei, I don't believe, I do not believe they actually knew what the katas meant. And mm. so and I'm I'm using the word swindle as sort of like the the sex pistols, how they use it, but this idea, we were you know we were a means to an end to, to ending poverty for people who in okinawa mm. okinawa was incredibly poor people don't recognize that they had the highest incarceration rate mary mckenna just published something they had the highest incarceration rate in japan massive problem with alcoholism they had mass exodus to brazil they had mass exodus to mainland japan where they were treated terribly mm. because they're a different ethnic group um the main industry in okinawa at that time because they would take was sugar mm-hmm. poverty was rampant so you know these guys came to the universities upper class or came to the universities in the 20s in japan 30s and then after the war primarily american gi some brits but primarily and they could make a living teaching karate like a decent living and not only that they could also get social status Hey, I'm not gonna. That's I'm Irish, man. I know what it's. I know what it's like to try and have to survive. You're Polish, right?
1: Exactly. You know, yeah.
0: <laughs> poverty is shit. Like, let's call it what it is. Poverty sucks shit. So, if you can get something that can get you out of there, go for it. Yeah, absolutely, go for it. But I think somewhere along the line, probably in the second generation, the myth became more than the reality. Mm. And you know, and I've written about this in my blog. You know, there's so many myths made about these guys. Like, you know, they were some superheroes. No, I mean, they ran prostitution rings. They did, Kian, right? Um, they were illiterate. Uh, they, they many of them made fake claims to their status within the community. They were a doctor, etc. They weren't. A lot of them, you know, those who are from the paging class, so. Um, Oh, what's his name? Choki. Multiple Choki. I mean, he, he, <laughs> if he, by he, the standards of his day, he was fine. But by our standards, he'd like multiple mistresses. He never lived with his wife. He, he lived in Kyoto with his mistress forever. And when, when he died, he was actually with her and, and a little mistress. Um, you know, Kian, the big god with the glasses, he was busted for running prostitution rings. Like, yeah. people don't know this, but you might as well be con- saying, you know, well, what will happen at Aging Court was unacceptable by today's standards. We're so far apart mm. where we are now compared to where we are then. And this goes back to your first point, which is one of the reasons we've got that further is because people are writing stuff down. Mm. We have this ability to reflect. We have this ability to discuss and think, All oh, right, And, you know, Les, that goes back to the point you said, like, if I can look at oh sensei whoever your oh sensei happens to be and said he or she but usually he he was a man of his time he did stuff that i would never agree with now then mm-hmm. that goes speaks to your point of yeah but you can change evolve and grow and mm-hmm. you see that in their lifestyles you see a number of them. like the Kian who got busted for um, running prostitutes pre-1800s i can't remember and the man who was showed up at 1936 to name karate they're not the same guy yes they're the same guy but they're not the same guy they've grown they've evolved and, and that's my fear of living in this McDonald's world that we're living in now we've got so many people want to put us all in these simplified boxes hmm. really that's what you want you want everybody to look and act and think the same i don't not it's difficult it's much more difficult but that's what we gotta do. How the hell did we get onto that? What was the question again?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter, I've got another one. Um, but you, you said about the legends and myths. Is that yeah. not the whole life of the legend That it grows, changes, and-
0: Well, I mean, you Yeah. You know, of course, right? I mean, I know Irish mythology and, and, and Japanese. You know, I can tell you how to find a ryuha. This is how you do it, right? First and foremost, you, you train. And then you go up to a mountaintop for two or three days by yourself. You have some mystical experience where some God comes and gives you the Ryuhan name. And then you come down and all of a sudden you, you've been enlightened. Mm. I mean, it's part and parcel of Budo in, in Asia. Mm. It's part of that, you know, China and Asia. Sorry, let me rephrase that. It's part of China, um, probably Korea for sure. And with, look at Taekwondo and and, and and Japan as well. So those three countries, mm. that is part parcel in the same way that in the West, sorry, in Europe, we have the Great Quest, yeah. You know, yeah. Odysseus, the Homer trilogies, and that's really just plays itself out in different realities in in, in Europe, you know. Yeah. And then, and, you know, Ireland, for example, you read our ancient stories, and there's no quest. There's no like, there was a fox that came to a house, it uh, became a woman, it stayed in the house for a number of years, and then the fox left, and that's the story. Just like. Huh? <laughs> Where's the story? But that's we were different, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You know, but the history of Poland is, is fascinating because you have this huge, and people forget this, a huge influx of Islam, mm. and the major impact that had on on, on on Polish society. You don't see people talking about it today, mm. but it's it's in the roots. I mean, there was a reason why the Polish education system you know, for a long time was cutting edge in Europe. Mm. And I'm talking before the 1800s. And part of that was as a result of the Islamic influence. Yeah. You know, so so just as fascinating stuff. And we're all the time figuring more stuff out. But yeah, I love the myth. So that's what you got to do. Les, we'll go off and go up the mountain. We'll have, you know, lightning (laughs) experience. We'll come to what was his name? kyokushin guy, right? What was yeah, his yeah, name? Ma- oh, Ma- right? Oh, Yamasa. We talked about him before, right? You mm. know, he—I think he actually did go off for like two days, but it became months, and you know, the story got bigger as his organization got
1: bigger. I think, I think it grew to three years.
0: <laughs> so when and when did he have a chance to serve in the air force? Which we also know he did in World War II, mm. You know, so yeah. It's, but again, that's where you make these informed decisions, and I think demystifying sensei, the Mm. founders, is so important because going back to your point, if you all the time believe that you will never be as good as the founder, that's not healthy. Mm. That's why I think I mentioned last time, that's why I really like that quote by Basho, which is loosely translated, don't seek to copy the master's but seek what they saw. I really like that quote. Yeah, There's great
1: wisdom in that. Uh, And that brings us to another uh, touchy stuff. Um,
0: Oh, God. You're going to get me in trouble, aren't you? Ah, I have to have... (laughs) All right, I live in Japan. Nobody cares about me, so it's grand. Uh,
1: So I've been accused often of what you just said, that I don't believe that uh, we cannot be better than the masters. So that Shuhari... Uh, Re elements that uh, uh, invent, uh, and people say, like, oh, you're trying to be uh, put yourself as better than the masters. How yeah. do you think now Funakoshi and others would compare to our quality of movements? I think they would be actually worse because we yeah. are healthier, fitter, no more uh, sports, science. We generally better you know, we
0: don't have to guess. Les, look at the video, yeah. Look at the video. The video evidence is, yeah, yeah, I I hear that argument too. Look at the video evidence, that's all I say. And you know, you're a man of sports science, My, my daughter's a person of sports science. We're better fed, we understand about you just talked about this before better body mechanics. So, yes, I think if you put you know, Funakoshi how we perform kata, please, not just Funakoshi, any of them, how do we perform kata, Taira Shinken, how do we perform kata in the videos we have from 1930s and compare it to the performance now? Of course, it's going to move better. But the question becomes, what are we judging them by? Mm. And if we're judging them by 1930s standards, then yeah, they're going to be good. They have great body mechanics. You look at football, you know, you look at football in the 1930s with the big ball, you know, that would yeah. hit you in the head and give you a concussion compared to how the football players move now. Of course, but, and that argument becomes, again, I, it's, 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 it's a, it's a very dangerous argument because it confuses respect, deep respect for the persons with almost a cult-like ignorance. Mm. Um how can i explain that your job as a karataka or as a human being let's even is to be better than those who went before you Mm. you know i'm now really going to push the, the boat out here and please 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 feel free to edit this out but what happened in europe in 1940s atrocious absolutely atrocious I don't think anybody can argue. And I don't care what side of the political spectrum. What happened to human life in Europe in that time frame was horrible. Hopefully, hopefully as as, as Europeans, we have learned to move beyond that because we look back and go, shit, we ever get that wrong. Mm. Isn't so at a much more simplified level, isn't that our job to be better human beings than happened then? you know, you can throw all the blame you like around and ain't going to solve the problem. Let's work together. And yeah, as a, as a budoka, your job is to increase whatever Shotokan, wado ryu, or just throw it all out and say, I am do karate. Yeah, I have quite strong feelings about that, as you can probably tell. I do. I, I really, I don't buy it. I think we can respect mm. them in the same way you respect great writers and what they've contributed. Um, but I don't think we need to say, oh, I'll never be that good. You may not be that innovative, but your physical movement can be better. should be better. You should be stronger. You should be faster.
1: Sure. Um, Do you think that um, it is a human condition and always been uh, glorifying our uh, heroes or role models, putting them? Because it seems to be that going with the farther away from the time we are of the living person that myth grows and grows and grows is that just because people cannot say tell the story the same so they improve it or is just the built-in mechanism of glorifying the past because we all hear this oh in in olden days was so much better it wasn't (laughs) our perception i was was was
0: growing up in poland in the 60s and the 70s i can tell you growing up in ireland in the 70s wasn't much fun I'd much rather grow up in Ireland today. I don't know, you know, but... I Okay, I'm going to be quite cynical. uh, And I'm only going to talk about my field that I'm comfortable talking about, which would be education, and in this case, Buddha. So let me just talk about karate. I think the answer to your question is is quite... (sighs) depressing. I think the answer is it's got to come down to economics. Mm -hmm. If I can sell you something that's larger than life and you think by paying me X amount of money, you will somehow become part of that secret knowledge, secret system, I make quite a bit of money off you. Mm-hmm. So I sell you, I sell you back your own insecurity.
1: Interesting. Unless
0: I think that's really dangerous. But I'll only speak in karate, I think that's definitely what happened. I really believe that's what happened. Um, and we need to be mindful of that.
1: So, twisting the question a little bit, why, it's just guessing, I'm not the expert in that field. Yeah, so, uh, uh, and yeah me neither. Not, um, why we are so driven to be a part of the cult of church or whatever, you, you bring it, everybody wants to be that special person and be in that little group. Why is that, is that the survival mechanism? Because you had to be in a tribe who does well and does the, got the secrets to life. I
0: think to be so. successful, To survive. yeah, I think so. I don't know, Les. It's a really tough question because modernity, the time we're living in now, is quite interesting. Just some, in some ways, I see us moving back towards a negative 1940s discussion of how humanity should function, and we need to be looking to the future. You know, we do know, we do know from brain anthropologists. That's not the type frame, but I can't the right word that there is the lizard brain part where you know we want to identify and belong to a group and there's us and then there's the outsider. We know that's hardwired into humans. I mean, okay, and for whatever reasons, there's, you know, we can, and that has got more sophisticated as, as states grew up and then we invented this notion around races and gender identities and all these social constructs. So to answer your question on a simple level, from my understanding, is yes, it's hardwired into us but so is incredible violence and so is incredible abilities to love and empathy the thing is which way do you choose to go forward right you know you and i can talk i can't speak polish but i have every confidence that you're going to speak to me in english because you're you're empathetic and you know if i speak to this guy in english in polish we won't have a conversation yeah right so i think and again we're going back to point number one aren't we having that information being able to make decisions just because my gut feeling says oh i don't like you know irish people doesn't mean i have to act on that i can recognize Mm -hmm. that oh not liking irish people is not a good thing it's non-logical um because irish people are sort of a social construct or political construct um but that's what we need to aspire to i think i really believe that so yeah i think there is something hardwired into us um, but that doesn't mean we have to follow it. Mm, definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I'm answering your question. It's a very complicated question, but a good question, a really good question to ask. But I do think a lot of it comes back to money. Yeah. And ego. And ego. Like, if I can make money and I can be the sensei and I have all this, you know, you know what it's like. You've been around. Like, oh, I'm the sensei and people look up to me as a pseudo-godlike figure. Okay. <laughs> okay if that's for you that's great i just had this conversation with somebody i'm not sure that's particularly helpful or productive to your students mm. you know, are you teaching them for yourself you're teaching them for you my job as a teacher is to make my students better at history than i was that's my job and your job as a karate teacher is the same yeah but i'm not sure everybody sees it that way
1: do you um that's, that's an interesting thing. Um, maybe uh, in a, not a percentage way, but um, how that uh, you know we uh, as a teacher, as you said, we we all have uh, that in mind that our student will surpass us, right? Um, is that the same? It always was the same, or you think that through that seventies and expansion of karate, uh, the Japanese was trying to keep everybody below? Um, okay and how that compares to okinawan version of karate so okay
0: so you're sorry les just to make sure i understand your question before i jump into it you're asking me specifically about karate yes yes okay so specifically about karate there are two documented trends that take place okay on the one hand is japan moving out into the world and wanting some acceptance
1: Mm
0: -hmm. so what could they contribute to the world at that particular point, you know, uh, you go back to the 1936 Olympics, Nazi Germany, people don't know this, but they actually had, during that time, they had bring your Budo, bring your, sorry, bring your national identity to the Olympics. So you had, at those Olympics, you had Wushu, you had l- numerous forms of, um, Taiso, what's Taiso in English, um, gymnastics. Mm-hmm. So in that time frame, you've got people pushing this national identity, partially shown through physical sports. Karate falls into that. Now it was, as we taught, as you know, it's a, it's a third class cousin. You had kendo, you had judo, of course, and then you sort of karate way down the roots. But it was part of that. If you look at some of the writings that have been left to us, so that's that's the one. Thing. It was part of a national identity in the same way that football was British. <laughs> they haven't won the World Cup in a long time, um, but it was British. Um, and, you know, this, Ireland's the same. We've got these sports. So it was that. There was this body incorporation of who we are as, 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 a, as a nation, as a people. So that's one story. And then I think the other story is, yeah, I mean, if you read some of the stuff that was written, I think Funakoshi is very clear about this. And Mabune, when he references a little bit, he talks about it the idea is that the future generation should be better than us. Mm. And they're very aware of that. And then you take those two ideas and then you take the whole ethos of Japan, which is its Confucian society and re-revere the elders. And so I think you have, so you have two or three forces coming to play at the same time. And when it's exported and taken on, People don't understand that you really had different worldviews coming together in the form of what appeared to be, you know, Japanese style kickboxing, mm-hmm. which is essentially what karate became exported as. And uh, because the throws, as you said, you know, the toes, the tuite, the chokes, etc., digging into the camp, those were all considered um, negative. So they were not even promoted in Okinawa. And now what you're seeing. So that's there. What you're seeing now, and it's not just me. I mean, people like Joe Swift, et cetera, talking about this. You're seeing Okinawa reclaiming karate,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and it's interesting to see the, the 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 dialogue that's taking place around that and how they're creating a history. This idea that it was a secret tea. And T actually just means hand. It's just a rough reference to martial arts. But there was somehow this holistic T that has a separate lineage from karate. And it's almost this mythological history that we can't actually prove. So, uh, yeah, I think you have so much... You have so much misinformation, egos... um, poor people trying to make a living Uh, and it's played out and uh, yeah it's played out in in so many different ways so i don't know if that answers your question i don't know i don't know either Um. (laughs) it's tough isn't it yeah but Um, i don't i'm not sure it's that important les i think you've you know you've definitely sorry this is me promote projecting onto you and that's kind of rude but it seems to me that you found a purpose for karate in your life that contributes to the betterment of
1: people. Okay. Yeah, that's, that, that's kind of, um, you're right. Uh, and it kind of was always underlying in my life, you know. That's why I went to become a paramedic. It's yeah. internal, I cannot explain why, but I just en- enjoy helping people. Yeah. So everything which I do, it's kind of related to, well, how can I help others and be at service? Um, yeah. and, and that's what make my karate, that's going to be another big quote big um statement but made my karate complete i was always missing something and and now i feel that you know i achieved it and i don't have uh, any insecurities about my my karate for a long time i've been struggling with uh or should i do sport or should i do a self-defense or should i do do that and kind of bouncing between all of them and since I found the mental health and stuff, I have a clear vision and I'm, I'm doing what makes me happy. So,
0: And your passion, you mm. know, the passion that you have for that is really clear. I mean, you have sort of just exploded in the last couple of years. I mean it's obviously your passion for that. You know, you've got the podcast going. Because I was there. I mean, I remember listening to you mm-hmm. long before you ever spoke. You had the podcast and then the book came and then there was this whole movement and, you know, people like Ian and, and other folks and, and uh, the Gojiru chap, Paul, got behind mm-hmm. you. And it's like, oh, okay. So yeah, you, you obviously have, for you, it has resonated with people and people are looking at Les going, yeah, he's got something valuable there isn't that the whole purpose
1: it's kind of it's kind of uh another thing underlying all my life it's just kind of i, I never fitted in with uh, let's say normal jobs and and stuff like that so i just create my own stuff so there's no place for me in karate well i created one so i, yep. I created that niche which was not in, explored i suppose or right. not so much because there are others doing stuff in different fields and and, and yep. but it's you know it's, it's more and more people creating stuff for mental health now and the movement is growing which is great
0: well I'm I'm sure somewhere down the road you're going to end up at some point being dragged into school systems and education like I mean it's just such an obvious future fix once we get through this Mm. COVID and as you know you know mental health is not going away I think I can you know two years from now we're chatting and you're saying oh geez you know the school board of Manchester just got in contact yeah I I think that's probably all down the road isn't it
1: it's that that's my that's one of my uh my goals but um i have to give credit to uh john johnson from adaptive karate in in uk he's already Mm. doing that he's involved in the education system with um helping people disabled people not not so much Mm. health but yeah yeah i want to do that that sort of thing in 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 my area Mm. but um at the moment it's not the best time to bother people schools have problems then you know
0: yeah, but again, I think it's that innovators that innovators mindset. It's that way you you see you see the world differently. You've identified a need that you have unique skills to be able to address, and you've had the courage to say, "Yeah, you know what? I'm going to do this." Mm. That's what we need.
1: Definitely. Like, that's
0: what we need. Isn't it people who are going to contribute to the betterment, and you know, and you know yourself, people with mental health and people with Physical disabilities are forgotten about. Yeah. To horrific levels, unacceptable levels for the 21st century. Um, so we do need people like you holding us up and going, hey, don't forget. There's a whole bunch of people here who need your support, and it's your job to support them, which it is.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll see how we go. My, my main goal. We're meant to be asking you questions, not me, but (laughs) hey-ho. That's
0: okay. It's conversations between two mates,
1: right? (laughs) So my goal is that uh, I really like that uh, you go to the doctors and you are recommended to go to the dance therapy. I think we talked about that before. Uh, And I want to put that karate in in that place as well so you can go to doctors and actually being told that, well, yeah, go to the karate club. Um, It's good for mental health, good for physical health and and, yeah. and be recommended in gp so that's my my next next project to get involved speaking with the gps here and and try to push that um good the classes mean,
0: because not everybody wants to dance like i remember when i you know we talked about this i played rugby for years and i love rugby but i blew my knee out mm-hmm. and my doctor was like okay well you won't be able to play rugby anymore he was wrong you won't be able to play rugby anymore so take up golf And I I remember turning to him because I was 22 or 23 at the time, maybe even younger. I said, can I hit people with the golf club? (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean play golf? It's a completely different type of game. I enjoy the physical, you know, getting together. And I don't want to play golf. I don't want to play tiddlywinks. I want to do some, so not everybody's going to want to dance, but people will, there will be people who will say, oh, I like this karate thing. Mm. Okay, you know, and if you talk to Mike, and I'm not going to tell Mike's story, but I think one of the things that Mike Clark really liked about karate was he could hit people and not get in trouble for it. Yeah. And you've been in the Kyokushin dojos. How many people, you know, the Kyokushin keep out of trouble because they could go to a space where hitting people was okay? They could get it out of their system. The good chance they get hit back by yeah. somebody at the same level and probably avoided a lot of problems with those young people right so So, not everybody wants to play tiddlywinks maybe that's what we'll call this episode (laughs) but it's true no and i do so please you know yeah stay true stay to whatever you're doing just keep going because we need innovators we need innovators for sure
1: jumping on something else uh taking the attention of me uh (laughs) (laughs) is there um you're irish i'm 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 not very familiar with the irish history especially in the martial arts is there uh, like um indigenous martial art for Ireland, or is it there. all kind
0: of european hema activities? there is Hema, but they okay now i don't it's an interesting the answer to your question is yes um it has been lost however In the southern part of Ireland, I don't know much about this, there is something known as stick fighting,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: which is, so that's where the word hooligan comes from. You know that, right? No. Hooligan, oh, okay. So the word hooligan is actually an ethnic slur that was used towards Irish people when they emigrated to England and they would become the local um, crime syndicate. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was named off the, the Irish name O'Hoolahan. Mm-hmm. But one of the things these people would use would be these sticks. Now, I, again, I did history here. I haven't really researched it. So that word hooligan was actually a slang. We would say a racist term towards mm-hmm. Irish people. The other one that's there. Oh, what's the other one we use? There's another word we use in English. And it references uh, groups in India. Who is it thugs? The thuggies, I think. They're actually a real group of people. In India, the thuggies, I think they were called, who went around and beat up white people who were you know, trying to control their city. Or I shouldn't say white people. Beat up British imperial types that were trying to control India. Um, so yes, to answer your question, yes, there is. It is pro- it's probably been lost, but I'm hearing that in some parts of the South, in Cork and Munster, there is some um, people who still... Pass along the stick fighting and what it looks like. Les, I don't know, but you remember, like you know, we were a conquered people until fairly recently. Yeah. You know, they didn't want Irish people being able to fight and defend themselves, so we had guerrilla warfare, right? Mm. Um, yeah, there is, there is a, a tradition there.
1: Um, interesting, because in, yeah. in Poland, kind of the the unarmed combat is is lost. I'm not an expert; that feel I didn't do, but. Um, I know that we've got the famous um, skills of um, saber fighting.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: That's where we excelled. And uh, But it's, it's like you said, you know, we've been conquered all the time. So hey, the, yeah. the, the ability and to I fight think,
0: actually Maybe you'll be getting my stories, but wasn't there also coming out of Poland, there was a horsemanship as well. Yeah, yeah, the Huzaria. Right,
1: yeah, the Hussars with the feathers okay. sticking out. Ah,
0: right, 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 right. And that was quite, yeah. again, something that's with the onset of modernization of warfare has been lost. And the only reason it wasn't lost in Japan was because Japan closed its doors. Mm. You know, Karate was really being ready to be consigned to the books of history until in 1904, it was brought out and said, oh, let's bring this into the school system. If Itotsu hadn't done that, yeah, it would have gone the way of the dodo, you know?
1: And now I remember the question I meant to ask you earlier Um, So you think that the the actual purpose Of karate, the the original One uh, in Okinawa Is lost, so all the techniques Are lost and now we're trying to uh, Solve the Problem we created
0: Yep. Yep, I firmly believe that And I haven't seen any evidence that would convince me That the real purpose Of kata Was passed on in 1904 I haven't seen anything, and I, I, there's, you know, people say, "Well, there's, there's no documentation." Right? Okay, fair enough. There's no documentation. The only clue is that karate was more than defense against a back fist or a or a front kick. Is this bubishi, which is about eighteen fifty, mm-hmm. probably in the goju line? Which sort of, if you if, if you've seen the bubishi, I you know you have. there there's there's very close contact, mm-hmm. hair pulling, testicle grabs, um, and we see the same in mainland Japan, Siam, um, Thailand, you know, we see this, you know, body is body is body. Mm. I I have seen nothing and I'm I'm hoping somebody would pot in and say, hey, you're totally wrong. Look at this book that says to me what was exported from Okinawa behind the doors in 1904 into mainland Okinawa, then in the 20s up to Japan and then in the 50s out to the rest of the world was a self-defense vicious no holds barred process i don't believe that i haven't seen anything i think it was originally Mm -hmm. but it was taught by an elite it was like the stuff the sas and we talked about this before it was the stuff the sas would be doing Mm -hmm. and they lived in a whole different level of legal situation social situation than i do um i do think people like you know, Joe, McCarthy sensei, Ian at at a level two, are getting closer to what it was intended for. Mm-hmm. I really do believe that. You know, people say, you know, well they're, you know, they're they're reverse engineering. Yeah, but what else can we do? There's nothing else we can do right now. You can look at the anthropology, you can look at the shape, you can look at the basic mechanics of the body and say, educated guess, I think this is what's going on. Mm. You so know, is, that,
1: is that putting us in the bit of a trouble of um, stating that are oh, we doing the classical karate as pre-traditional, new traditional way? Or should we just saying uh, we do an activity that fits our needs based on those movements?
0: I don't I don't believe we are doing traditional. Sorry, let me rephrase it. I do not believe we know what classical karate looked like.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't. Um, right now. Do I believe the work that, you know, Ian, uh, Joe, again, Patrick McCarthy, do I believe that's fairly getting in the right direction? Right? Probably. Probably. Because the human body is the human body is the human body. Um, I think if we continue reading books, researching, cross-referencing, you know, the culture of Japan with the culture of the surrounding areas, Okinawa, you, yeah, I mean, a wrist lock is a wrist lock is a wrist lock. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, the tools are fundamentally there, but what exactly does the opening of, you know, Kusanku or Kurarunfa mean? I don't know. Is it, a, is it a defense against a headbutt? It is to me. Is it a defense against a, is it, is it a counter choke to a lapel grab? Yeah. Is it kind of doing a headbutt? Sure, okay. Yeah, it could be that. Is that what it meant to reason? I don't know. I, f- I, yeah. thought
1: it, I thought it's protecting your eyes from the sun. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I knew you were waiting. I knew I should. I said, I said, I was waiting for you to say that. No, of course, right. Because people didn't know, Joe. Or, mm. Sorry, people didn't know that the, the Les, they didn't know what, you know, what the hell is that? It looks weird. Mm. You know, but all of a sudden you see somebody saying, oh, geez, he's going to headbutt me and I'll put my hand up mm. here or, you know, it's, it's the, what's the fence? Is that what it's called? Yeah, know. You know, it starts to look like this or, you know, you're doing the you say, she, okay, isn't it, say she, or whatever, you know, this, this double, is that just kind of like Western boxing, except in the context of, I think so. I mean, there's no really, the difference between this and this, I mean, we talked this last time, you know, the idea of the hunched over body, you could, you, when you study Chinese martial arts, you'll see the hunched over body because mm. you were fully aware you're going to get thrown. And of course, then the aesthetics came into play, and you had to be straight, and you know. Well we, do, I don't, I don't believe we know. So I don't. If you want to believe that's blocking the sound, I think you're kind of way out of the place. Um, if you want to believe this is a choke, okay, yeah, I can see that. Or slapping the ears or whatever, I can see that.
1: I yeah. like. Um, I don't know if you're aware of guys called uh, Bunkai Bastards. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 I like. I like the Brian brian bates um description of kata is just fucking movements <laughs> <laughs> and whatever you can fit into it and works for you yep.
0: valid i agree i think again we i think i mentioned this kata is really beautiful and it's complex and yes it, it can be incredibly destructive but productive in terms of but we can't forget the fact that you know rotation of the limbs and you know this rotation of the limbs and circulating of the blood and working on focused breathing there's physical benefits from just doing kata as well it doesn't have to be about you know breaking somebody's arm or whatever it happens to be it doesn't have to be it can be doesn't have to
1: be that's what i like about karate that it's got many faces to it
0: you can Mm um Do whatever you really want with it. And, um... and you can do it. I was just talking to my daughter. You can do it your whole life. Mm. You really can, you know, like I'm going to be 55 now this year. And, you know, the hits are not, I haven't fixed, but they're not really making great progress. But I can still, I can't do a Yoko Gary like I used to be able to, but I can still kick e cap out if I had to. Mm. Okay. You know, and who's going to attack a fat English, or Irish guy in Japan, you know, like nobody. They're going to look at me and go, uh, Foreigner, I'm not going to touch him. So, you know, I'm a pretty pretty safe company here. Um, that brings,
1: brings me to a completely different question.
0: Um, okay. Where did you start living in Japan? When? So I first moved here in 95. That was for two years. And then I came back. Oh, God, when did I come back? 2000? Just 2001? Mm-hmm. And then I've been here ever since. It,
1: it, I suppose Japan is more... Um, exposed to a foreigners i think i don't know if you talk about it or not but because my my father uh, my stepfather uh, not stepfather but my father-in-law uh mm. lives in in thailand mm. and he still he lives on the um, cro- he calls it croydon of bangkok mm. um and he's still being pointed out look it's a white monkey with a big <laughs> and stuff um is do you finding that uh, as well in, in, in japan that okay. people stare
0: you really... sending you of course i mean i look different um but in tokyo in the big cities yeah you don't really notice it if when i you know the, when i lived in the countryside yeah i'd have i mean you know we bike and people stop their cars i'm not kidding would take a picture of me when i moved to my when i was 95 i was the first like white man ever in the town i was assigned to we were talking backwards of of japan right and mm. i don't mean that derogatory it was just you know the, the countryside but yeah tokyo i don't think yeah there's lots of they don't yeah they don't bat an eyelid and um, you know you turn on the television you still won't see people that look like me mm. on the telly you know okay it's japan why would i um but yeah, no, it's Tokyo's fine. The big cities are fine. Um, I mean, there's levels as well. That would be a whole other discussion. But the countryside, yeah, you can be, oh, gaijing-da! You know, <laughs> but, you know there's a foreigner, right? That kind of stuff. So. And sometimes, you see, sometimes you go into the store, even in Tokyo, and you get the little kids going, oh, gaijing-da! Like there's a little foreigner, or there's a foreigner. They're kids, I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. They don't mean anything. I look different, you know. If I had my hair dyed pink, and I was Japanese, they'd say the same. So yeah. So yeah. Definitely not as multicultural as say um UK or UK or Canada. Definitely not. All right, boss. Listen, be good. Take care of your family. Again, if you need anything, just drop me a line. Yeah.
1: All the all the best and thank you very much.